Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I'm so glad that you're with me today to take a look at the rapture. The Bible states in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17, the fact that the saints, the holy ones, hagios in the Greek, uh, the pure, the obedient Christians will vanish. They will be caught away in what is called the rapture. This is an event that is in the future that God foretold us about in the Bible. And as we have learned, uh, the Bible is the covenant, the oath, the uh, truth of existence that God has brought forward for us as the human race to know him, and to know how to live on the earth and to know how to succeed on the earth and how to arrive in eternal life. Heaven is the name of that place. And for any of you out there that have not purchased a King James Bible, uh, I would highly counsel you to do that and to do your due diligence to study, to, to begin to read the Bible from Genesis to the end of Revelation, to know the God that created you and the God that created the earth that we live upon and the God that created the rapture, which will happen in the future. It's an event that no one knows except the Father. Jesus doesn't know. And so only the Father knows the day that he will say, go and take my bride from off the earth. God refers to his people uh, the Christians that know him, obey him, reverence him, enjoy him, uh, deal with him sometimes. You know, God is, uh, is a force to be reckoned with. And uh, many things come in and out of our life, and we do deal with many things as his people. But it is a day where he comes to take his, the wife of the Lamb, the bride of Christ, his family, his pure and obedient sons and daughters off this planet. Uh, so let's check this out. This is a very important uh, piece uh, that God has given us of uh, life in the Bible, and it is inside of the future. Uh, the rapture of the church. Um, right now, we are in the uh, age of grace. We are, we are in the church age where God has called all people to be reconciled to himself, to come out of sin, out of the world, and be washed in the blood of Jesus, uh, to enter into his kingdom upon the earth, to bathe and scrub their minds in the word of God, and to be sanctified and cleansed and totally transformed by his spirit, the blood of Jesus in the water of the washing of the word. And this is a continual cycle that we do as Christians. You know, the blood of Jesus, we're, we're asking God to forgive us and to cleanse us and to put us in right relationship with him through the blood of Jesus. And uh, we're continually washing our minds, renewing ourselves, being transformed from one substance to another uh, into the image of Christ as we attend to his word, we read it, we do our due diligence as intelligent people on the planet, and then we observe to do it. We act out upon what God has instructed us to do. 
that's the only wise stand or approach uh, to, to have upon this planet is intelligence. In the book of John, chapter 14, 1 through 3, Jesus gives a prophecy of foretelling uh, concerning the rapture. He says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So Christ has already told the church that I'm going away to prepare a place for you. Heaven is the name of that place. And we know that in the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1, God created both heaven and earth. I have actually been into heaven I was there in 2001. I got to see pieces of heaven. Uh, the Bible tells us that no eye has seen nor ear has heard all the things that God has in store for those who love him, for those who are called according to his purpose to be citizens of this amazing kingdom that I was in called heaven, a place of wealth, a place of dignity, a place that God has honored those that honored him upon the earth. Uh, it's a beautiful place that you don't want to miss. Uh, so we need to find out what is the rapture. You, you want to make sure that you're ready to go in the rapture. Uh, you know, and the thing about the rapture is it is a time in the future, but I don't want to neglect the fact that also many people have died of course, already they have left the earth and transitioned into heaven if they were uh, living the life God commands in Christ. Uh, if they didn't live that life that God commands in Christ, they were cast into eternal fire. So I don't know what will be first. Will it be your exit the day that you leave the earth uh, or will it be the rapture? No one knows. But the point is is we need to be sure that we live accordingly as God has commanded and stated to arrive in heaven, uh, whether we leave by the exit or we leave by the rapture. That is the point. But it is a place in the future that will occur. And only God knows the time. In Titus 2.13, it says, looking for that blessed hope, and the glorious, glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And it goes on and on here about different things concerning the rapture. There's different scriptures here. And I want you to go into this study and really take a look at each scripture and uh, study this out for yourself. I am here to teach you. I am here to encourage you, to warn you, and to give you facts. But God has stated that all the human race needs to do their due diligence themselves and to study the word of God to show yourself approved by God. Okay. And if I neglect to tell you that and I just teach you and teach you and you learn. And yes, that is wonderful. But if you're neglecting to study the Bible yourself, then I have neglected doing my job as a representative of Jesus Christ for your soul. 
Let's look at some facts and components of the rapture as stated in the Word of God. In 1 Corinthians 15, 23, But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. So we can see that Christ was buried. Uh, he was crucified, buried, and rose from the dead. I've seen Jesus Christ. There is absolutely nothing dead about Jesus Christ. He sits at the right hand of God. I've seen him walking around in his majesty in heaven. And he looked at me and he says, will you follow me or not? And that's how he talked to me. He said, are you going to follow me? As all these people were following him up these beautiful stone steps. And he said, or not. He's very black and white, Jesus. Uh, Jesus is kind, but Jesus is honest. And he speaks of the covenant in its fullness, the blessed covenant and the cursed side of the covenant. He speaks of both the goodness and the severity of God. Jesus Christ tells us to fear God and know that he means what he says. Christ is the word of God that came to speak of truth, John eighteen thirty seven. His name is the Word of God, Revelation nineteen thirteen. He came with both grace, that is himself, and everything that he is, and truth, to help humanity to inherit eternal life, plus the promised land upon the earth. And so we know that Christ was the first one up, and then we will follow Christ at his coming if we don't leave beforehand. Okay? Like my example, my mother died. She was a beautiful Christian and she passed on, you know, it was her time to go. And I got to see her in heaven. She's stunning. She's all dressed in, in wealth. God is wealth. There is nothing poor about God. And there is nothing, um, not, there is, there was no darkness in heaven. There's no, no dirt in heaven. There was nothing worn in heaven. Everything is excellent, pristine and uh, the top of the top of life. And she was dressed in royalty. And um, she didn't go in the rapture, right? Because the rapture hasn't happened. But she left on her exit, and she lived where she wanted to be when, she, when it was her time to go. And that's how we live every day. We live where we want to go. If you want to go to heaven... You need to obey God. And if you haven't, and you haven't been on good terms with God, you've been angry at God about something, just say, you know what, God, I forgive you. I forgive you. Because sometimes, you know, God does push us to the point where we do get aggravated with him. I'll be the first one to say so. But God um, knows what he's doing, and we have to trust him in his direction and road that he's given each one of us. And we have to say, well, God, I forgive you. And I ask you to forgive me. And I realize that you're wise and you're all good and that you cannot sin. And so I trust your decisions and your guidance in my life, even though, even though I'm not too happy about it. Because see, God already knows us. And so why should we hide anything from God? And it's nice that God is the kind of uh, person, you know, he's your father. And the Bible states that he's also your friend. And uh, we're also his sons and daughters or his family. And so who else could you be as honest with as you can God? There's nobody. So go ahead and open up to God. God knows what's inside of you anyway. 
So the Bible clearly tells us, you know, the when I was in heaven, I got to see my mother. So she didn't go in the rapture. She w- she lived right, and she entered into heaven. Uh, I when I was in heaven in the the four months that I spent in this teaching section of my journey on earth, uh, you can find that in my book, Real God. It's a beautiful book about my encounter and my time with the Lord of great teaching and understanding and visions and, and applications and uh, so that I could inherit instead of be destroyed as a human being. I recommend that book highly. And in one of my sections, uh, I got to see in a vision, all these graves were opening and all these bodies were rising up and these spirit beings, you know, like in heaven, they don't have their body, their spirit, beautiful. Uh, but this, the bodies were actually meeting their spirits. It was very interesting. And it's here. It, this is what it states in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 58. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. You know, that's the one thing I noticed about my mother when I looked at her. I knew it was my mother, but she had changed. Her personality didn't, although she was freer, but she was just as sweet and kind as she was on the earth. But uh, she has a different kind of body. She has a celestial body. We have an earth body. And both, as the Bible states, as Jesus tells us, are glorious in their own right. Verse 53, For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. You know, for years when I sat on my mother's grave and cried about her absence from my life, wondering where she was, reading my Bible and knowing there was a heaven and you know how all the cards say at the funeral when people write you cards, she's in a better place. And, you know, I would just put it, put it back in at the drawer, you know, but I missed her because she was a big part of my life. She was my best friend. And it's hard when you lose your mother that is your best friend. But when I saw her, (laughs) there were no tears. It was only great joy for her upgrade, for her paradise, for her inheritance. She's dwelling in it every day and she's enjoying it. And my whole, my whole attitude, my whole um, look on death changed for the Christian. It is a total upgrade and there's nothing for us to be sorrowful about. It's something that we should look forward to the day that we enter into our grand inheritance. It says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor 
is not in vain in the Lord. And, and I could see in heaven that God rewards those who honor him. God rewards those who labor under him. God rewards those who co-labor with him. It's a very beautiful place that he has prepared for his sons and his daughters. You know, there's people that love God as Jesus did, and they've given their life, but they do have a covenant joy set before them because God is not a man that he should lie or the son of God that he should repent for he will come good on all the promises that he has given us. And this is our joy if the years have gone on, the days have gone on, and you have marked calendar after calendar after calendar, waiting for something for yourself. Be not weary in well-doing, for you shall reap if you faint not. In First Thessalonians chapter 2, 19, it reads, For what is our hope? or joy, or crown of rejoicing, are not even ye in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? So Paul was always concerned about getting the people, all the Christians, in a certain location so that when they left the earth in, a, in their natural death or whatever way they died, they would enter into heaven or ready to be raptured and taken off the planet at the Lord's coming. Because the Lord comes and he, he takes away his bride off the earth. And it's a very uh, incredible day when this will happen, as we will study and learn more about it here as we go on. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning at verse 13, it reads, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so then also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a loud shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The dead in Christ. That's where the graves open and these uh, dead people rise up. You say, oh my goodness. Well, you know, when Jesus was risen from the dead, we know that the graves, uh, people came up out of their graves and they were begin to testify to people. God made it obvious. He made an obvious thing in history that his son was raised from the dead. And that's one of the signs that was given along with the temple, you know, in the, in the, in the temple, uh, the most holy was separated from the from the priest by a curtain. And when Jesus rose from the dead and he took his blood and he put it on the mercy seat uh, there and said, God, here is my blood for the sins of the world, you know, and God received and accepted that because it was his idea anyway. But he made a point to let all of them know that Jesus was in heaven and he ripped the, the curtains so that man can now come to him. And he also, um, he also had all these people coming out of their graves. Can you imagine being, uh, having dinner maybe with your family and you get a knock on the door and you go to the door and there was, there's uncle Frank that you, that you buried 10 years ago. And he goes, hi, you know, I mean, this is what happened. 
And so, I mean, this was the event. This was the event. And so God made it obvious that, that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. He was the Passover lamb, and the Jews didn't need to look anymore for the Messiah because Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Jesus Christ is the Passover lamb. And it says, Then we which are alive and remain, verse 17, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. So we can see the graves open, the people rise to meet their spirits, and then we, the, the, the wife of the Lamb, the bride of Christ, the pure and obedient Christians, um, we rise up too, we're caught away. And we meet the Lord in the air, just as it states, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. It's just wonderful. And so we want to make sure, as 1 Thessalonians 5.23 tells us, it says, In the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. We need to surrender when God says the mini skirts got to go, right? Or the low, the, the low cut blouses have to go, or the Instagram photos that are causing issues and is very not um, ladylike and they're not holy. They're causing people to sin. They need to go. And we, we don't want to fight with God. And when he wants to clean out your liquor cabinet or whatever sin that is in your life that will destroy you and uh, cause you not to be connected to him eternally in heaven, we need to surrender and say, you're right, Lord. You're right. Make sure that I'm ready to go with you. Make sure that I don't miss out on heaven. Make sure that I don't miss the rapture if that's my time to exit the planet. And so we, we want God, as this scripture says, in the very God of peace, sanctify you wholly, clean you completely. That's very important. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we, we need to examine our hearts as we study the word every day. You know, that's just a Christian due diligence. And an intelligent Christian opens up the word every morning and spends time with God. You get your Bible. I like King James Version because I did a study. I did research on the other versions. And I have that on Realaron. It's called Bible Versions. Check it out. And I think after you read it, you'll get rid of the other versions as well. And so there's a lot of elimination and changing so that we lose. You know, it's just the same devil that got Eve in the garden. Did God really say? It's all about knowing what God said, believing what God said, and doing what God said so that we don't lose, so that we win. Amen? Um, I don't want you to lose. I've been to the losing place. I came up out of hell in 2001 as well. I had to see this atrocious, real place that um, the people that rebel against God, and I'm not going with you, and I'm going to be in charge of my life. I'm not into transformation. I'm into evolution, and I'm going to evolve as I feel, you know. And uh, all that thinking is self and Lucifer. We are born to, uh, to submit to God. We are born to know God and to submit to God on the days we want to and the days we don't. We are here to serve God in the area he has assigned, whether it appeals to our flesh or not, you know. And so we just kind of need to get our due diligence every day, read the word of God, and we need to be intelligent by doing what he says. 
And we need to be hopeful and joyful and expect all the good things that he says he will bring to pass in his time in our life. Amen. And we need to be patient as we wait for those promises. Uh, we can see from our forefather, and God calls him the father of our faith. His name is Abraham. He had to wait 25 years for his promise to be fulfilled, for him to have a son. That was the promise that God um, made Abraham wait for. It's like, well, who's making who wait? Well, the giver is. The giver is God, and he has the time where he's going to give the gift, right? And so you have to have patience with God. Uh, you might run out of patience now and then, and you have to take a deep breath and breathe in some more patience. But he is our model as far as that goes. And we can also see the faith that Christ had in him, that he laid his life uh, down and was mutilated knowing and believing that God wouldn't leave him that way. And I'm a, I am a living witness. I've seen Christ. God did not leave him mutilated. He is the King of Kings. He reigns in heaven. He is the Jesus that loves you and knows everything about you and wants to save and transform your life. And he will be the Christ that comes all excited for his church uh, in the rapture, you know, the ones waiting for him. And so let's just continue on this road. We can see, I, I'm sure that you've heard about the rapture in the second coming of Christ. Now, there are two different events, um, two different uh, events altogether. So let's take a look at this. Um, in a nutshell, you know, the rapture, Jesus comes and takes away his bride. And after the rapture is called the tribulation. That's when all hell is poured out upon the world uh, that have been left from the rapture. There's many sinful Christians that will be left in the tribulation because they weren't ready to go. And we can read about that in Matthew 25, 1 through 13, where we see the wise virgin went, the wise Christian. And we can see the foolish Christian, the one that loved Jesus but continued in their sin. They were left. But in the tribulation, as God is pouring out his wrath upon the earth uh, in its, its total destruction, it's total destruction. It starts with the seven seals opening up and it goes into the seven vials being poured out and it goes into the seven trumpets being poured out as well. We see in the tribulation period where the devil rises in a man called the Antichrist and he wants everybody to take the mark 666 and place it upon their foreheads or in, in their hands or a chip. And the Bible tells us not to take that or to worship the devil because the people that take his mark or worship him are automatically placed into hell. And that's the way it goes. They have damned their soul. Okay. And uh, the, the people, many will give their life to Christ in the tribulation period and they will be tortured and beheaded and it will be a very painful uh time for them, but they will rise and go to heaven. And then we see the second coming of Christ where he comes uh, with his people, uh, the ones that have received him with his saints to reign upon the earth for 1000 years in what is called the millennial reign of Christ, where the devil is taken and bound for 1000 years and the gospel is preached 
and then the day where the devil is loosed once again to uh, tempt man because all men have gone under temptation because God wants a people that choose him in temptation. And uh, then we see where the devil takes the, and gets the kings of the nations and the people that rebel against God, and they come into a war called Armageddon, and they think they can take God down, and God blows them away. And then we see where the earth is burned up, and uh, we have a new heaven and a new earth, and the new Jerusalem descends, and God is with his people. And this is all up ahead. So, you know, we live in this generation and we just want to make sure that we are ready to go at any time to be with the Lord. Uh, be prepared to meet your God. And we want, it, we want to be able to do that, to live a clean slate and say, you know, Lord, uh, I have an attitude against you. And I just ask you to forgive me and to give me your mind and to give me, uh, you know, forgiveness, wash it away, and let's just keep on trucking down this road called life. Because we just want to keep a clean slate with God and let Him point out the error in our life. Because if He's able to do that, and we're humble enough to receive it, and we remove the sin from our life, then we're going to be safe, intelligent people. We're going to be people that enter into glory, when we leave, and we, we don't need to be afraid of dying. We need to actually look forward to, to our great inheritance. You know, Apostle Paul said, to live is Christ. You know, I'm a Christian, and I live for Christ. And to die is gain, and it is. I've been there. Heaven is gain. There is no prettier place I've ever seen than heaven. And it's a place that uh, we... We say goodbye to, to so much garbage here. You know, there is nothing wrong in heaven. There, there, you'll never have a bad day in heaven. <laughs> never. So we know that the, the rapture of the church, it, you know, where he takes his bride and the second coming of Christ where he comes to rule are on two separate things. Uh, and we know that you know, the other day the Lord was telling me, he says, you know, in my rapture, when I take my bride, he said, then the tribulation is poured out upon sin. He said, but I don't pour out my wrath. My wrath is not upon righteousness. My wrath is upon sin. And so, you know, you want to be accounted worthy to go in the rapture and we'll get there. So we know that the rapture and the second coming are two separate events. The rapture, he comes to take the saints, the holy ones, Hagios, and then the return of Christ or the second coming of Christ or the millennial rule of Christ, same event, different names. He comes with the saints. And so, and we see that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 through 17. Uh, Colossians 3, 4 states, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. And that's talking about the rapture. You know, when you see Jesus, you're gone. You know, I'll never forget one day uh, I was doing an outreach and I had all these beautiful CDs made to, to go to a specific outreach and many, many, many outreach tools that, you know, you give away so people can have understanding about who Christ is and what do I have to do with Christ and, you know, that whole 
that whole process of understanding. And uh, I had the most beautiful label done in the Michelangelo print. It was just stunning. And But there was something on those CDs he didn't want. And uh, I just kind of ignored that that feeling, you know, that, that, that sense in my spirit. And uh, I turned around and I had boxes full of materials ready to go. And when I turned around, there was not one CD in any of the boxes behind me. He just, they just vanished. No noise, no rumble, nobody getting things. And you know how it is when you bring in your groceries. You know, you can hear everybody coming, coming in the door, putting them on the counter, you know, getting things out, putting them away. There's noise involved in that activity. But when he vanished, those CDs, gone. And that's how it will be for the Christian on the day of the rapture. The earth will look on. The newscasters will be there. The media will be asking questions because all of these Christians that obeyed Christ are gone. Be in that crowd. Realeron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Realeron today at www.realeron.org.